Blue is the color. Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast. I'm John Bucks, here together as always with my co-host Brian Chin. Coming in hot, Bucks. We're only a few weeks away from official kickoff of FPL. I'm excited and I'm here with you to give our listeners what they want, just the tips. Exactly. Today we are going to focus on formally introducing ourselves. We're going to also dive into how we approach and play the Fantasy Premier League game. And as Brian said, we're going to give you just the tips, which are going to be our best practices for how to maximize both enjoyment and your overall rank at the end of the season for FPL. Brian, you ready to dive into it? Yeah, I think since we're only a few weeks away, it's major tinkering season. I'm trying to figure out my formations. I'm trying to get all the lineups set and really come down to those last few players in my squad. So I think just a few upkeeping notes we have is Jaden Sancho, now part of Manchester United, coming in at 9.5. What were your thoughts there, Bucks, on that price level? Yeah, I think FPL Towers really did him good justice. He's significantly cheaper than Bruno. He's a little more expensive than Cavani, a little more expensive than Rashford. So he kind of fits in very nicely. He's actually the same exact price as Rashford, which that's what I thought was super interesting, especially with Rashford likely to have a couple months uh, recovery from this potential shoulder surgery. Very interesting that he comes at the exact same price. I thought he'd be maybe 9.0. Yeah, I was even expecting the opposite. I thought he would come in at 10 and and be priced very similar to Hyungman Sung. He is very much a creative player. He loves the ball at his feet, and he has great finishing prowess, as he's shown at Borussia Dortmund. So I think he's a very interesting player. I think it will be a popular differential to have Jaden Sancho and maybe not Bruno. I'm not quite that brave, but uh, we're going to hold off to another podcast when we actually reveal our Game Week 1 teams. Uh, So that won't be today. Today, we are really diving into the tips. So in addition to Sancho, we also just want to highlight two other players who are newly renewed at their club, which is Hyungman Sung, staying for another four years at Tottenham Hotspur. Love to see it. Oh, Sonny boy. Sonny boy, back in action, staying with the Spurs. He's waiting for his other uh, better half in the bromance to also join him at Spurs for one more season. So we're waiting on some big news on Kane as well, but good to see Sonny back there. And he could be in a forward position if Kane does leave, which could be appealing at his 10.0 price tag and in a midfield position right now. And the last one we do want to shout out is Rafael Veron. He is officially now a Manchester United player. We will expect the FPL pricing to drop in the coming days. But I think that really changes the way that FPL managers should be thinking about Manchester United. They are now a truly complete team with these two major signings. And it's just worth noting that they are really the team that's been most active this offseason. There's all these rumors swirling around Man City, around Chelsea, around all these big names that could be coming to the Premier League. But, you know, quietly or as quietly as Man United can make any moves, they just keep signing the dotted line and doing the press conferences to actually get the players onto the team and into the training ground. So impressive work from Ole. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what counts bucks. That's what counts, right? Like I feel like they really upgraded one of their weakest positions on the team. Uh, Lindelof is an adequate player, but he's not first cut first team on that many premier league teams. So 
this is a big upgrade for them. And it's interesting that each of the other defenders right now are 5.5. I expect Varane to come in at 5.5. But Henderson could be valuable if he's going to be 5.0 and the starting keeper for Manchester United. So something else to keep tabs of because I think their, their back line looks really solid now. I was I was going to mention the Henderson. I think the double up on Man United is very appealing right now for getting one of those defenders and Henderson. He's not too expensive. And I just think that they're they're really stout. You know that they're gonna put in a good effort each and every match. And yes, they have been liable to leak in goals in the past, but I just think that this team, they have much more depth than they did in seasons past. And their starting 11 is just much more imposing than they have been, at least in recent memory. So I guess it's up to Ole to step up and really get the most out of these guys. Yeah, we'll see if he's up to the task there, Bucks. I'm not so sure, but they definitely have a lot more depth this season and talent. And I think for Bruno, just going back to the Sancho signing, it might actually unlock him a bit more to not have to create every single chance for them outside of Luke Shaw. So having another attacking player who can maybe draw more pens for Bruno, I know you were going on and on about Bruno being the master of pens, getting all those FPL points. But with Sancho, he can dribble circles around anyone. So that could actually help increase or at least maintain his uh, pen-taking abilities from last year. If Bruno gets double-digit penalty opportunities this season, I will throw my remote control through my television. I'm just going to preview that (laughs) for all of our listeners. He had nine last season. If it goes up, there's going to be some drama in the Bucksbaum family household. Yeah, we don't we don't need any of that. We need to keep uh, Peppa the pig on for your your daughter and uh, keep your wife happy while we pod and watch footy all the time. So let's avoid breaking things this early in the season, Bucks. For sure. Okay. And with that, you know, I think we're we're a podcast of the people and we want to just more formally introduce ourselves and discuss why we're doing this podcast and and you know what's brought us to kind of fall in love with the Premier League, but also the FPL game. So, Brian, you want to take this first stab at it? Yeah, thanks, Bucks. I'm actually five seasons into FPL already, so this will be my sixth season. And by now, I'm kind of a a veteran of the game. I run our Crown the Eleven Mini League with our friends and have been doing that for a number of years. Um, Personally, I support Chelsea, and that kind of got me into FPL. I actually used to live in San Francisco, then I relocated to Sydney and made a bunch of friends with uh, some Brits, some Irish, and became part of a you know, Chelsea Supporters Club while I was out there in Sydney. So it was really a good time for me to really jump into FPL. And I used to play NFL fantasy religiously, and I still have like seven or eight teams, but um, FPL really kind of stole my heart and I'm truly addicted. So I'm excited to uh, have brought you into the fold last year and then a year later now we have a podcast so um just a little bit more about me actually you know my best overall rank was 11.5k in 2018 2019 but uh, i also have you know four top 120k finishes so pretty consistent uh really just trying to crack that top 10k this season and build off the momentum that i had to finish last year um i actually didn't play football at all growing up um you know played in America until I was like in sixth or seventh grade, but didn't play in high school. I was a basketball and tennis uh, varsity player guy, but I'm always playing FIFA. And that's actually how I ended up playing, uh, playing, you know, following the premier league. And now more than ever, I have all these people from across the globe that love the premier league. So it's, it's a good time to be a fan and good time to play FPL. 
yeah, we're pushing you to become, uh, you know, really go all in with your love of the game. So FIFA was just the uh, the appetizer. And I think the Fantasy Premier League has really been the main course and uh, maybe even the second main course, depending on what culture you're a part of. You know, you got to really pour in the food at that dinner table. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm from the I'm from the Midwest, so we we have uh, multiple meals very often <laughs> in one sitting. So that ticks that box. All right, enough about me. Let's talk about you, Bucks. This is your second season, right? Yeah. So I'm entering my sophomore season of FPL. I finished 13k overall last season, and I really have Brian to thank for uh, bringing me into the fold, getting me into my first mini league. I was also in a head-to-head. League, So I got to see kind of both dynamics of the straight up, uh, you know, just competing against all the other members of your group while also having a weekly matchup similar to, you know, when the your Premier League team travels to an opposition and then you host them in your home ground. So that was interesting to see that. Uh, worth noting, I also I got so addicted to fantasy football that I. I dived into the Euros 2021 and in that fantasy game I got in the top 6k so i'm riding high i'm trying to uh i'm trying to maintain that no surprise that you also beat me in the euro fantasy game as well buck so you're you're two for two i'm already having to dig myself out of a hole um as the uh worst fantasy player on this podcast of the two of us you still have the highest uh overall finish by the numbers so uh i wouldn't i wouldn't give that title away so quickly brian <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so you know, I, I love the game. I actually played growing up and through high school. I was on a travel team for Manhattan, and then I played on, you know, my small high school squad. We weren't very good, but I always played central or defensive midfield. My strength, my coach used to always joke, was more my height and my ability to head in the ball than uh, any of my talents with the ball at my feet. So it uh, goes to figure that, you know, the most impressive work I'm doing regarding Football is is actually you know the fantasy aspect of it, using my head and trusting my eyes to what I'm seeing actually happening each and every match week. So, like Brian, I'm also a Chelsea diehard supporter. I will watch any Premier League game. I just love sports in general. But I think that seeing a game at Stamford Bridge when I was a teenager, about 15 or so years ago, that really just solidified my love of the sport and my connection with Stanford Bridge. So at that game I was at, it was actually Frank Lampard was on the team. There were some other club legends, Peter Cech, John Terry, but Frank Lampard scored the one and only winning goal. So forever solidified in my heart was, you know, just his importance at the club and just the way he played the game, his, his intensity. I can only imagine he would have been a total FPL beast uh, had I been playing at the, back in those days, so yeah, Bucks, I'm I'm super jealous that you actually got to go to the bridge. That's on my bucket list. I think hopefully once we get past COVID and some of these other restrictions across the globe, you and I are going to be making a trip one day together to go to the bridge and spend some time in London, taking in some more Premier League action. So that's on the bucket list for us uh, as co-hosts to do one day for sure. Bet that one day we will be doing uh, probably a shorter podcast from the grounds at Stamford Bridge. We'll uh, we'll put that on the uh, to-do list. I mean, I'm going to be too excited. I'm going to drink way too many beers. It might be a slurry uh, type of podcast, but hopefully that, that'll happen one day, Bucks. For sure, for sure. So, 
you know, I, I wake up early every morning. I live on the East Coast. I'm based in Brooklyn and I have a two-year-old daughter. So I'm up anyway. And Saturdays and Sundays when the Premier League match week is underway, it's a welcome change for me because rather than waking up and having breakfast and watching Peppa Pig, as I mentioned earlier, I get to watch things that I love, which is, you know, Premier League soccer, Premier League football. So uh, I watch a lot of the games and I just think that my style is to be aggressive and also trust what I'm watching. And now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our top tips for the upcoming FPL season. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the FPL Blues podcast. Now we're going to start with our top tips and bucks. What's your number one tip this season for FPL managers? Watch the games. Why else are you committing all this effort to playing FPL if you aren't actually a soccer, a footy fan? You know, you got to love it to really commit yourself to it. It's 38 game weeks. It's not an easy game to play. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of big decisions that, you know, take a lot of your small chunks of your time. So that's just for me, you have to love watching the games and and you have to make a point to actually watch, let's say one at minimum, one match and the highlights of the other matches every game week. So I know myself, I'm guilty. I probably watch three to four, if not, you know, all 10 matches in in a weekend. Um, But I I mean, especially, especially last year, Bucks, where they had every single game had its own time slot, right? This season, we're looking forward to having multiple games on at one time. So it might actually minimize some of the ups and downs that FPL managers were going through. So we really just want to encourage people to watch as many matches as they can and just enjoy it. You know, you can always quit FPL, but you want to enjoy just watching the game and in all of its beauty. Yeah, you don't want the fantasy aspect to sour the real life allure of the skill and and the watchability of Premier League games. And you're going to seem like less of a socio or psychopath when you actually know, you know, who's in the Norwich midfield or who's in the Brentford backline if you could say, "Hey, well, I'm, you know, I'm playing fantasy Premier League. It's it's totally normal." So, that's just word to the wise. That's our number one tip. Anything you want to add on? Yeah, I think Bucks, you know, developing your eye for players who are on the rise is a big part of FPL. Finding those players who are mid-priced and are really going through a patch of excellent play can help you really gain in the margins. And that's a lot of what FPL is. So watching matches, seeing players positioning, making sure you understand, you know, are they nailed? Are they playing a full 90 minutes? Are they getting subbed early? You know, these are all important factors that come into an FPL manager's mindset. And especially when you're looking at captain shouts, obviously you're looking at fixtures as well, but just understanding their form, you know, that's a big part of the game and nailing your captain is so important. So, you know, we really encourage, you know, managers to get in players that they enjoy watching. So for me, players like Zaha and Martial, you know, they're kind of off my radar because they're so pouty on the field. They're so up and down with their body language. And I don't want to have to root for a player that is going to have such a negative uh, impact on the field at times. So that's just another thing to kind of add to the enjoyment of the game and playing FPL and, you know, being part of this community. Uh, it's, it's really a beautiful thing once you kind of get really deep into it. 
Yeah, if only there were more Chelsea players who could be like locks in our fantasy Premier League teams from the get-go, uh, it would just be you know head and heart alignment. But it isn't meant to be, at least uh, for me, going into this season. But uh, we'll touch on that at a later date. What's what's our number two tip, Brian? The number two tip is play your game with conviction. So what I mean by this is go with your gut, pick the team that you really think is going to do the best. And don't take hits to get out of those decisions right away. I think a lot of this is really sticking to your own managerial style, playing the game how you want to play it. Obviously, there are templated Twitter teams all over the internet, but you know you get to choose your formation. You get to run your own team. You get to decide who to captain week in and week out. So if you are going to find maximum enjoyment out of being your own type of manager, then do that. Um, there's so many you know, obviously resources out there to follow, but at the end of the day, you want to be making those, those tough calls and running the team like you want to. So I think that's a, a big part of it too, is, you know, taking those calculated gambles, like you said, Bucks, you know, you're, you've taken hits in the past, they've worked out, sometimes they don't, but just being, you know, really backing yourself and what you're seeing on the field, backed up by the stats that you're seeing online, and hopefully that'll lead to FPL success. Yeah, it's important to note that, FPL is really a game of small margins. The top scorer often is you know, only 30 or 50 points above the 10,000th best finish in the world. So you know, the consensus might be that Stuart Dallas against Man City is a horrible fixture and uh-huh. you know, b- bury him on your bench. You don't want any part of that. But in reality, at the end of the match, he had two goals and a clean sheet. Excuse me, two goals. He had three bonus points. He was like, a man shot out of a cannon. He was clearly a superhero on that day. And managers who were bold and wanted to be different and trusted what they were seeing and, you know, what leads were putting together as part of the season last year, you know, they were rewarded in a big way. So that's just important to remember. You want to be following what you're seeing. You want to be getting in on players early and then getting off them early as well. So you don't want to be holding a player that, you know, oh, he just has, he has Crystal Palace next week, or he has, uh, you know, Watford in two game weeks. I'm going to hold him until that, that game week comes around. Be decisive, follow your gut, uh, and you just have to, once your gut is telling you, once your eyes are telling you to make the decision, you have to just make it in full force, lean into that. And if it means taking a hit from time to time, again, if you get the right player in, those hits those minus fours go away really quickly. So that's just, uh, you know, where we stand on this. And, you know, you have to have fun. Again, has to be enjoyable. So whatever you're doing, make sure that you're going to enjoy watching. your. Yeah, and just adding to, the, like, playing the game with conviction, just understanding that it's okay to take a punt on one of these players, but don't fall in love with them. You know, it's okay to be loud wrong. You have free transfers. You have transfers throughout the season to correct that. But... Just try not to fall into a, a trap where you're so in love with a player that they're not actually returning or uh, the kind of situation where you might take him out and then bring him back in and things of that nature. So I think that leads into our next uh, tip, Bucks, which is? Yeah, maximize your transfers. This is something I really didn't get going into my first rookie Premier League season. But now that I take a step back, I'm entering my sophomore campaign, I really understand it much clearer. And that's that you only get 38 free transfers during the season. So these transfers, 
should be used on players which can return the biggest possible amount of FPL points. And that tends to be attacking outfield players. So just worth mentioning that in general, a goalkeeper transfer or one of your cheaper defensive players should really be, those transfer moves should be saved for when you're using the bonus chips. You don't want to be wasting moves to get out a 4.0 defender or 4.5 defender or worse yet to move out your starting goalkeeper. Just trust that they're going to get a couple saves and that you'll get the benefit of maybe four points, which in the scheme of things isn't that much less than a a goalkeeper that gets a clean sheet, which is getting six points. So just words of wisdom. Again, you don't want to be wasting these free moves to get players that aren't going to have the potential of outsized returns. And Bucks, how many hits do you think you took last season? How many points did it cost you for those 38 free transfers and then maybe what six ten hits last year that that's a lot of points how many how many do you think you ended up on i i think i i think i looked at this a couple weeks back i think i took like minus 60 over the course of the season which is just like 15 uh, additional transfer moves and brian you you're you're digging i know you're digging into me to to make me tell this painful story but i went against this this were this tip in a big way last season. I did a goalkeeper transfer in the second to last game week of the season. It bit me really bad. And then the following game week I had to scramble and I took another hit. So I compounded the problem and it ended up taking me from eight K overall to outside of the top ten, which was that was a brutal way to end the season. Yeah. There was one of those situations where you also confided in me and I told you not to do it and then it went wrong. So it made me look really good in that in that case. But I think, like you said, there are situations where you you know want to take hits to bring in potential captaincy options or to bring in a player that's really on the rise, like, such as a Iannaccio or potentially um, Lingard last season. But in general, you want to use those transfers on attacking players that have high ceilings. All right, moving on, Brian, let's go to tip number four. Next tip is patience is a virtue. It's extremely hard to follow this in FPL, especially with the amount of tinkering that uh, people like Bucks and I do on a nightly basis, laying in bed, staring up at the stars, just pondering life. I'm always tinkering and I need to, if possible, really have a better grasp on my transfer strategy and have more patience with my different players this season. Bucks, do you agree with me there? Yeah, this is an easy one to say, but a very difficult one to follow because once you are fully immersed in the game, there's nothing you want to do more than make sure that you're maximizing your performance week in and week out. So it could be all-consuming at times, especially if you're towards the top of your mini-league or you have a big matchup and some difficult moves to make. You could be checking uh, between Reddit, Twitter, YouTube, and you can really dive in deep really quickly. Maybe even this podcast, Bucks? Oh, I, I was I was waiting to give some uh, humble shout-outs to uh, this podcast. But yes, uh, listen, you can easily dedicate a couple hours to researching and planning your moves. And then uh, you'll be kicking yourself if, in fact, they don't go according to plan and do it all over again the next game week. So FPL has the potential to be a little bit of an addiction it has become that for us but at least for both of us it's a healthy addiction so 
again, just bring a, a little bit of, of calm to it and make sure that you're waiting to make decisions, waiting to make transfer moves, and if at all possible, waiting to use the bonus chips. Yeah, that's a great show. It can be a really great way to accelerate up the leaderboard, gain points quickly late in the season on your competition. If they've used it early and you've been disciplined and are holding back, all of a sudden, you know, 50, 60 points isn't so much of a of a of an spread to overcome if you still have your triple captain or your bench boost or better yet your second wild card left in your pocket yeah those are great calls bucks i know some managers like to use their triple captain right away i think you and i are of the thought that it's worth holding on to towards the end when some of the teams are kind of you know nearing the beach while others are fighting for champions league and all of a sudden you triple captain mo salah and he brings a big haul so Having patience with those chips and like Buck said, waiting towards the end of the week to make those transfers, waiting for team news, waiting for different press conferences. And then in addition, you know, there is obviously the daily price market where players rise and fall, but really try not to put yourself in a hole where you are trying to just farm that like 0.1 of value, 0.1 million of value and just waiting till the end of the week before making that transfer because if you make an early transfer you know a rage transfer for example on a sunday or monday oh. right at the end you're too familiar with that we've box. been there we've all been there yep, we've all been there and really having patience you know with somebody like let's say bruno who was the top point scorer last year he went through a patch where he had three blanks in a row and a lot of people were ready to rage transfer him out but he's such a quality player and those premiums you know salah kane Bruno, they're all 12 million plus for a reason. And in the next game, he had a, like a 14 or 15 point haul. So try and have some patience with those top players. They're going to return you 200 plus points in a season and avoid that kind of hokey cokey, um, you know, taking them in and out if you can. And um, I think those are all some discipline kind of mantras that we're trying to stick to this season. You'll have to, you'll have to check me though, Bucks. Check me at the door because I'm going to have trouble uh, not breaking that 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 door down to uh, get into hit central. Very fair, and you could see a lot of these tips are relating to one another. They build on each other. So the next one is, is that's very true for, and that's build a team where you have flexibility built into the way that you've constructed it. So this is important. We're not yet at the start of the season, so you have unlimited moves at this point in time, and it can be very tempting to put. Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah, Bruno Fernandes, and Harry Kane maybe all in your Game Week 1 squad because, again, they're all premium players and you want to be loading up on what you perceive are the sure things. But again, you have to be planning how are you going to potentially get that 4.5 player that's riding your bench when if, in fact, he gets injured or if, in fact, they have a tough stretch of fixtures. How are you going to get that player out of your team and maybe bring in a 5.5 or 6 million player better still? And you want to be able to make these moves over the course of the season without totally destroying the framework of the rest of your team. So a perfect example of this for this season is Harry Kane. So if you don't have Harry Kane starting game week one, it's going to be hard to plan out in one move how you're going to bring Harry Kane into your squad. So again, you want to have flexibility. If you have a 4.0 defender and they never see the pitch, 
you know, it's going to be very hard for you to level up that player into a 5 million or 4.5 million playing defender if you don't have places to downgrade elsewhere in your team. Yeah, I think this is a big part of FPL and understanding, you know, having one or two premium players in your side and then surrounding them with different value price brackets. So those slots, for example, this year, especially from FPL Towers, they're giving us a lot of options between 6.5 and 7.5 in both the midfielders and the forwards. True. So if this is something that you can kind of build your team around to understand, hey, in one transfer, I can actually move from Jota straight to Greenwood, right? Because they're in the same price bracket. So that kind of helps you understand where you can go when a player might get hot. You know, maybe I'm starting the season with Callum Wilson, but he gets injured. I can move right from his 7.5 price tag to somebody like Iannaccio, who's also 7.5. Whereas those premium price price players are going to take you a double move to switch out and bring in, um, you know, somebody else in that slot. So just kind of think about that when you're budgeting your team and looking at really just understanding the other price points of the players in the, in the game will help you for future planning. Yeah. One more point on this, maybe a five a to echo what Brian is saying about the price tranches. It's important to maybe think about building your watch list, which is a list of players that the FPL game allows you to kind of monitor outside of the core members of your team and to have some players on there from each of those price buckets. Because as Brian was saying, if a player like Antonio is to get injured, which you know he happens to unfortunately get injured pretty much every season, <laughs> or if you're bold enough to bring in Christian Pulisic and the same thing happens, or, you know, Jesse Lingard, all of a sudden, he's not on United, he's on West Ham, and he's scoring goals in bunches. You want to be able to have a player on your squad that's maybe 6.5 million or 8.5 million, and you can easily swap them out, lickety-split, and bring in the guys that you really want. So what Brian is saying is true, and once you get into the game, you're going to start developing an extra layer of expertise, which is having that watch list that's ready to go to make those transfers easy for you. Yeah, definitely some interesting notes to follow there, Bucks. I have that written down this season as I'm trying to play a 3-4-3, and uh, I think a lot of that conversation really will help impact how I move forward with my transfers each and every game. All right, next one before we take a break, Brian. Let's take number six. So number six is understanding that the official FPL fixture difficulty ranking system is not something that is truly law. So this is always... It's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> wow. Drinking the haterade today, Bucks. You have a problem with the FPL Towers uh, app as well? You have anything to share there? I don't want them to uh, send any viruses to any of my FPL Blues uh, accounts or any of my official FPL team account. So uh, I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah, so when we're talking about the fixture difficulty ratings, you know, there was a lot of times where a team like Leeds would have, you know, a two next to them as an easy fixture. But in reality, Leeds at home is a very strong side, and they're kind of a, a team that can play their best football against anybody. So take that with a grain of salt. It's obviously important to try and identify which teams have, you know, those fixture patches where you can pile on and double up or triple up on those different um, players on those teams. But 
by no means is it the end all be all. And a team like Brighton at home plays really well at the Amex. It's a, it's a tough place for the top teams to come in and break them down. Yet on the fixture difficulty rating, they're a, a two. They're a very easy fixture, apparently. So things like that are very nuanced. So you just have to kind of watch the games and understand those teams' forms as well. Yeah, this actually caught me out being a new player when I was initially building my squad. I didn't quite understand what to be looking for going into game week one. And I saw, hey, you know, there's five game weeks that are all green. That's a player that really makes sense to own. Do a little bit more digging into who those actual teams are because, like Brian said, Leeds turned out to be a really challenging and skilled team on the course of the season. Whereas, you know, teams that had a better reputation than they were in reality, such as an Everton or a Southampton, ended up, you know, by the end of the season, those those weren't really tough fixtures, so to speak. Yeah, I just wanted to shout out a few tools that will actually help you as FPL managers when you're managing your team. So if you use Google Chrome, which I hope you do, Chrome is the way to go. There are a couple extensions called Better FPL or FPL Tools in the Chrome extension shop that you can add to your browser and it'll kind of actually recalibrate the FDR and give you kind of a good little view into the next five matches on your transfer page when you're looking at your whole team. So it helps you plan a little bit more. Definitely check them out and add them. I've been using them for years and would recommend any manager to do so as well. And now that we've wrapped that up, we're going to take a quick break and come back with tip number seven. We'll be right back. And we're back. We just came back from break. We're on tip number seven. And that is that be sure to target an out-of-position player. And specifically, and this is something I learned a little bit later on into my rookie season, but there's always going to be one FPL-labeled defender who actually is going to play out on the wing in the midfield for one of these 20 Premier League teams. Last season, it was Stuart Dallas. If you owned him early in the season, kudos to you. You got oh, huge. What a dream. Yeah, you got instant results. He got a huge price increase, and he went big. He was $4.5 million to start the season, and he had over 180 points, which is legendary status. And the season before that, it was also true, this time for Sheffield United player John Lundstrom. So it's going to happen again this season. It always does. There's a new style with managers playing these wing backs and wing players that are interchangeable. So it's just something to be mindful of. Make that switch. Be ready to make that switch early on in the season. Yeah, you'll see some things on Twitter and online looking for that OOP player, that out-of-position player. And this also applies to midfielders. Some midfielders will be playing as that second striker or really that false nine. And so there could be value potentially. I think Bucks and I are really eyeing Kai Havertz at 8.5 million. And if he ends up playing that really top striker position, he could be of great value. So there are players like that that we're always paying attention to. I think it'll also be interesting if City plays a false nine and they don't get Kane. Somebody like Ferran Torres potentially could really offer a lot of value if he plays up top. And so there are a lot of players like that. You just keep your eye on and you want to have a few of those players. Um, actually, one player I just want to shout out is um, Ace Nori at Wolves. He's been playing three games in a row um, at kind of left midfielder position. And he's a 4.5 million defender right now. 
you don't really know what to expect from Wolves after a shaky season last year. Jimenez, Jimenez, he's coming back this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but he could potentially be uh, a player to watch and had some attacking threat last year as a young uh, guy on the uh, Wolf squad. So keep out, keep an eye out for those out-of-position players. Yeah, absolutely. And the next tip we have for tip number eight is to set your lineups and captain selection early and then just take a break until you have the deadline coming up. So this will kind of help you really map your week and keep you from tinkering too much. And in the case from, uh, you know, some of our other podcasts we listen to, Always Cheating, it's their bus team. So if you get hit by a bus, do you have your captain ready to go and do you have your vice captain? Because sometimes life hits you, you forget to set your lineup, you maybe drink too much, which is a lot of FPL managers at times, and you tinker and you don't forget to hit that save button. And then all of a sudden you have the wrong captain selected. So that's just a bit of advice, something easy to do, but make sure that you checking those lineups and setting them early. Yeah. Related to this, this is kind of a lesson from COVID that might not be as applicable this season, but I think it's worth shouting out. We learned last season, how important it is to potentially back a captain and vice captain from different teams, better still different matchups. So that's something that I think I'm going to be carrying over into this season. COVID's still out there. Be safe, everyone. And there's a chance that, you know, if you have Mo Salah and you have TAA as your captain and vice captain, there's at least a not zero chance that that game might not happen. (laughs) So you just want to be sure that the captain decision is probably the most important decision you make game week in, game week out. And so you just want to be mindful that you need that game to happen for you to have any chance of being successful that game week. And Bucks, I wish I could guarantee that the Super League situation will never happen again and fans won't be rioting outside of the stadium, but you never know. So you don't want to be in a position where you have no captain playing for that week as that's your most powerful tool week in and week out uh, other than the chips. Yeah, the only Super League we want to see is the FPL Blues Podcast Super League. That's live right now in the FPL game, code name, lowercase n, lowercase w, lowercase e, lowercase e, one, lowercase m. I did it in one take, baby. Wow. Did you you memorize that already? Because I've always kind of like been confused why you can't customize that that league code because it's so complicated. You have to copy and paste it all the time. It's pretty ridiculous that you can't just choose the name of your league to be the auto join, but Let's not get into it too much. We have a lot of bones to pick with the FPL game later on when we're actually uh, down in the dumps. And uh, so, yeah, we can also you can also join us on you know Twitter or Instagram to find that league code. So please join us. Number nine, which is make sure to establish your small circle. That's going to be your FPL expert panel. Now the game has definitely exploded in popularity. Brian brought me into the fold. I was one of the new managers last season. And there were 8 million total managers playing the game when the season kicked off. So that's a lot of people that have strong opinions, that believe that they're all experts. Listen, Brian and I believe we're experts, and I only have one season under my belt. So go figure. Yeah. But I, 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 don't know if we can, I don't know if we can go that far, Bucks. Expert. I mean, we're, we're, we're diehards. We have some decent knowledge, a couple of decent finishes, but um, probably... Probably a few more episodes to go in this podcast before we truly become experts. 
Yeah, that's fair. Let's see how this season shakes out. But there were 7 million managers that finished below both of us in the rankings, at least. So, you know, you can hang your hat on that for sure. There are so many resources to use, and you really want to have a good mix of you know team news, press conference roundups, some of the top Twitter and personalities in the FPL community, and picking out a few podcasts that you like to listen to each week on your commute to work or just when you have some downtime. Hopefully, the FPL Blues podcast, shameless plug, is one of those that you work into your rotation and get some information from us as the season continues. Yeah, obviously our goal is to make it into that exclusive cabal of your your FPL go-to sources. So, you know, FPL Blues podcast, some other FPL podcasts. Maybe you want to follow the FPL Reddit stream, a couple of Twitter accounts, maybe watch the odd YouTube video. But first and foremost, of course, FPL Blues podcast. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it is really important to kind of shut some of the noise out around the FPL game. If you go on Reddit and you're seeing 150 different teams and you're seeing all the different combinations, sometimes it really shrouds your judgment. And the herd can be correct in calling captaincy shouts and things of that nature out. But it is important, again, stick to your gut, listen to the, the people that you trust, the analytics that you like to go to to back your decisions. And that'll really set you up for the most amount of success. Yeah, make sure to play your game. It is your team. And at the end of the day, it's only you that are clicking the button. So don't let you know Reddit user XY2351 be the one to uh, decide who you're bringing in for your one transfer move uh, that's free that game week. Those damn Twitter eggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Posting, posting a 149-point game week from Twitter egg. All right, we've made it. We're up to we're up to the tenth and final FPL tip, and Brian's going to take us through this one. And this one, I think, is one of the most important ones, and that's just to set yourself up for as much expected fun as you can. E fun. You want to manage the team the way you want to manage. You want to enjoy playing FPL alongside watching the games, which is our top tip. And this for us, Bucks, is definitely something that we want all managers to just enjoy the fun, enjoy your your squad. And without that, you know, why are you playing the game? You don't want it to be too stressful that you're not being able to sleep and it's affecting your relationships and all the rest. So it's a super challenging game. It's going to have its ups and downs, but making sure that you're able to find enjoyment from the game is what we want every manager to have. Yeah, you... Yeah, for sure. And, you know, join a mini league, have a have a reason to be following this week in, week out. And I just think it's it's worth worth joking about that we're clearly not an advanced stats focused duo because Brian said e fun, where clearly if it's expected goals or expected assists, it's XA or XG. So this would be the X fun category. So we just uh we just played ourselves a little <laughs> bit, but <laughs> with that, I think, you know, we could, we could wrap up. These are 10, you know, these are 10 best practices. Again, everyone's going to have their own way of approaching the game and of feeling like it was a success at the end of game week 38. But at this point, we're less than one month out from the Premier League season. Ooh. So it's time to get, get that thinking cap on, get that tinkering cap on. And, you know, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You're going to join us, FPL Blues Podcast Super League, again, with that code. N W E E 
one M, all lowercase, number one in the middle there. And you can also follow us at FPL Blues Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or find us at FPLBluesPodcast.com. And we really appreciate you guys subscribing and catching our episodes each week on your favorite podcasting service like Apple and Spotify or Anchor. And if you want to hear or support us on our journey as we get this off the ground, we also appreciate any cups of coffee or a few dollars dedicated uh, to us on our Anchor page. Huge shout out to our first two uh, supporters, Temo and Jacob. They're uh, legends. Thank you for supporting us on our journey as we are not doing this for uh, the money, but we do appreciate the the extra bucks along the way so we can keep uh, producing good content. Yeah, first beers on Tamel and Jacob, for sure. And with that, we will be previewing our Game Week 1 drafts in a few days, so keep an eye out for that upcoming podcast. And let's make this a season to remember, Bucks. Thanks for listening. Yeah.